What's up everybody? Welcome inside Beaver Stadium after an absolutely wild 44 to 31 Ohio State win over Penn State. It went just like I thought it would. Go ahead. I don't think it went how anyone thought it would, Tim. Uh, that's the 40-year vets in May. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Uh, Tim, I want to set the record straight here. We get along great. That's why we're together in Beaver Stadium. Yeah. Uh, you know, we make a great team. I couldn't well, do this. We were with... hugging before we started the camera. I couldn't do this without you, Tim, and I'm being serious. You kept me grounded uh, for a long time, and I'm appreciative of you. Uh, I want to get that out of the way first. Let's talk Ohio State 44, Penn State 31. That was bananas. Um, let's start with JT2 and Maloa. Wait, no. Let's start with CJ Stroud. No. Let's start with Marvin Harrison Jr. No, let's start with the running game. Let's start with Tyleek Williams. Let's start with the, the sack by Tyleek. Let's start with the fourth down stop that wasn't because it was a touchdown. Let's start with the Tim. wide screens that didn't work. Tim, where the hell do we start? We don't I don't know, but this Dude, is... I'll tell you where you start. Hold on a second. You start, you start at the end and work backwards. This is a rapid reaction presented by Byers Auto. Tim, again, bananas. Let's start with this. C.J. Stroud, 354 yards, almost 200 of them going to Marvin Harrison Jr. A, few, a lot of them going to Cade Stover, especially on a game ceiling touchdown that was a rumbling, stumbling, bumbling, Farmer Gronk touchdown. The offense was not good today until it was good and it found its footing and it found its stride in the passing game. Travion Henderson found a crease and made Penn State pay for the second year in a row in the fourth quarter. Yeah. This offense is so confusing, Tim. They, they, they eat at you for three quarters and then they finally break loose. And that was the story of this game on the offensive side of the ball. Here's, here's this story in a nutshell. If you have a if you have uh, nitpicks to pick about Ohio State, get it nitpicks. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely find them throughout this game. Yes. But especially in the first half. Yes. If you are blown away by how good this offense can be when its back is up against the wall, and sometimes not even then, then you have all kinds of things to look at at this game and go, wow. Wow, wow. Uh, this game gave a little bit to everybody, the critics and the fans of Ohio State. I mean, C.J. Stroud is as clutch a quarterback as I've covered at Ohio State. Maybe the most clutch. Troy Smith was damn good. Brown down the line, all these guys had games. But this guy repeatedly, it's almost like he wants it to be tight. He wants it to come down to the fourth quarter. He wants it to come down to one of the great hookups in college football this year. We're up there with Jalen Hyatt and Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. Uh, C.J. Stroud to Marvin Harrison Jr. I'd take that over any of them. Yes. It was crazy. Marvin Harrison Jr. gets banged up. His his right arm is kind of dangling. Comes off the field. Said he couldn't feel it. Exactly. Two, two, three plays later, he's back on the field. He didn't reach for one ball and went, uh-oh, that's not good. And uh, Ohio State had to punt. Comes back in from then on. He was un he was uncoverable. The third and 10 slant pass from C.J. Stroud to Marvin Harrison Jr. should be in any textbook about a clutch play and throwing a fastball right over the plate to a catcher who you know is going to catch it. I'm mixing my analogies in my sports because it was that huge. And then the play right after the Buka, wow. And then, the, yeah. like you said, Travion Henderson. And then Cade Stover doing his Benjamin Victor impression here on this, on this stage catching the ball and you're running through at least three tackles to get to the end zone. I mean, where do you start? Stop. But I'll tell you where you start. And this is what Ohio State blew a chance to blow this game open from the beginning. And it was handed to them on a silver platter by JT Tuimoloau, who had the game of games, but especially in that first quarter, he just got after them. Of course, in the fourth quarter, he had two plays that everybody will remember. Tim, we're going to try to keep this show a little structured. I understand how good JT Tuimoloau was. I, I'm asking, just let's stick with the offense just so we can keep it a little structured. 
the offense in the fourth quarter and then work our way back, and then yeah. we get the JT Tuomolo out and work our way back to the end of the game. Because that's the only way we're going to be able to figure out how to work everything that happened as the Leaf Blowers start up in State College. Unbelievable. Um, You've got to get the Leaf Blowers going this fast, and there aren't even any leaves. Yet another reason they don't care about the media Just here uh, in State College, but nobody cares if they care about the media here. Uh, CJ Stroud in the fourth quarter, he's going to take a lot of heat for some things. The bubble screens, Ryan Day said, they serve a purpose even if they're for negative gain. Now that I hear the explanation, it's a valid explanation. It doesn't excuse them continuing to go to that well when the well is dry. Well, here's the thing. I don't mind you running bubble screens, but guys have got to get their blocks. Guys didn't get their blocks. That's what was crazy about it. And and, uh, and they kept going to it. And, and yeah, he was talking about like a teetering ship. You know, you make them run to that side and then you make them run to that side. Well, in hindsight, yeah, he helped wear out that defense. But uh, I thought they were wasted plays when from the start, the few times they threw it down the field from the start, you could see opportunities there. When they threw the ball down the field, it was a different ball game. Yes, and once they did start throwing down the field and get vertical on Penn State instead of horizontal, you saw them reap the rewards of that. Cade yeah. Stover was great down the middle. Mitch Rossi was wide open down the middle. C.J. Stroud had a couple running lanes where he picked up a few pivotal yards down the middle uh, in, in the teeth of that Penn State defense. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. on the slants. Penn State has one of the better secondaries in the country. Probably the best one Ohio State's going to see at least until the college football playoff if Ohio State's fortunate enough to get there. Yeah. I cannot for the life of me figure out why you give Marvin Harrison Jr. at least a seven-yard cushion on third and ten in the fourth quarter of a pivotal game. That's beyond me. But the defender did break on that slant pretty well. Marvin Harrison Jr. just beat him to the ball, and the, the ball was a perfect slant throw by C.J. Stroud. That was a laser beam. I don't, I don't use bullet anymore. I use laser beam. But it was a laser, and then from then on, it was Katie Bar the door. And you just stole the words out of my mouth because that's how good this C.J. Stroud to Marvin Harrison Jr. connection is. Yeah. Uh, the offense definitely earned it today, Tim. Uh, they earned every tough yard they got because it was not easy for them. Trayvon Henderson did not have a good day. The final stat line shows two touchdowns and, you know, that 41-yard touchdown run that really got the, the fourth quarter party started here. It was not C.J. It was not Trayvon Henderson's best day. And I think it will be remembered as such. But when you needed something, he found a crease. When you needed something, this running game opened something up. By the way, uh, quick update. I mean, Mike Williams, uh, the last half of that game, had his right arm in a sling. He got hurt hitting a hitting a first down uh, or hitting a chain gang uh, uh, stake uh, on that one run. Had to be taken off. Got x-rays, I do believe. And next thing you know, he's got his arm in a sling. We don't know what his status is as we speak. but. It, it didn't look real good as as the uh, as the second half progressed. Definitely something to keep an eye on, Tim. Uh, so, offense in the books. I cannot wait for the Monday after to talk about this offense. Defensively, J T Tuimolau. Wow, um, Tim. And by the way, for folks who don't understand, he is he doesn't have two names that start with a J and a T. J T is short for Jalen Tuimolau. But he is okay with JT Tuimolo. So that's what we call him. And now we just call him Wow because yeah. that was one of the great wait defensive performances. JT Tuimolo Wow? I like that. I may have to use that in that story for money. Show's over, guys. Get it. I like that. Show's not over. So JT Tuimolo Wow. An incredible performance. Um, the best defensive performance since Chase Young against Wisconsin in the horseshoe in 2019. 
I, I don't think there's any debate. No. Uh, on the defensive end. That was remarkable. You get the party started with a tip pass that Zach Harrison intercepts. That was his favorite play, by the way. I asked him. And then you get an interception yourself on a drop back, pick off a play it soft, a little out route deal. Yep, a screen. Yeah. And then in the fourth quarter. Oh, no, no, no. That was a drop back like a yeah. Zone. Yeah. I'm talking about the pick six. Go ahead. Now. And then right in the fourth quarter, when you needed it the most from your defense. Who else but 44? Rush the passer, get to the quarterback, knock it out of Sean Clifford's hand, and he scoops it up himself, and then Ohio State scores a touchdown. But wait, there's more. Yeah. Because he acted now, and then he got a score because Sean Clifford threw a screen pass that I wasn't even watching because I was writing a headline that Ohio State narrowly escaped Penn State, and he blew the game open yeah. with yet another with another play on a screen yeah. that ended up being a touchdown. He finally gets in the end zone. He, Tim, I said it a few weeks ago. I'm not going to take your credit because you picked him as a defensive player of the game on bold predictions on four downs. Yeah. Uh, great yeah. pick by you. But I did say a few weeks ago, JT Tuimoloau is so close. He's he's a quarter second from these sacks. And when you get a quarterback like Sean Clifford, whose awareness maybe isn't the greatest in the pocket, and you put that together with the rush ability of JT Tuimoloau on the edge, it's dangerous. Yeah. Sean Clifford learned that the hard way. Ohio State created four turnovers. All of them were created by GT Tuimoloau on Sean Clifford. And I think 14 in blue will be having nightmares about 44 in white I for a long time. Though, man, these guys come to play. These defensive ends for Ohio State come to play when they, usually when they come to this house. I'm just, as you're talking there, and we're listening to the leaf blowers, uh, yeah. you know, Joey Bosa's shove sack, walk-off shove sack, uh, way back when. This top Chase team. Young with the, with the fourth and whatever it was, fourth and four, fourth and five play, and, uh, and over here a few years ago, and Penn State runs a zone read and hands off to the guy inside. Chase Young loops inside on a stunt, runs right into him, tackles. Yep. I mean, these guys come to play over here for Larry Johnson, who, by the way, was a long-time, long-time assistant coach at Penn State before Urban Meyer hired him away way back when. So uh, it's just amazing how that works out. I mean, Tyleek Williams, like I mentioned him a minute ago, he had, as, as JT said, he had three huge plays in this game, not the least of which was on that fourth and one or fourth and two. Uh, when Penn State opted to go for it instead of kick a field goal, uh, that was a huge play. Tackle for loss or tackle for no gain, Ohio State gets the ball. I mean, right on down the line, there guys stepped up today. It was not by any stretch anywhere close to the best day for this Ohio State defense, but in spectacular big play fashion, it's right there with anyone. Tim, in 2018, Chase Young, as a sophomore, had a breakout performance on this very grass. Fast forward four years later, and a sophomore defensive end who was a five-star prospect, trusted Larry Johnson, picked Larry Johnson in recruiting, has a breakout performance against Penn State to win the game. Those things are not coincidental. When these five-star guys take the leap, Larry Johnson talks about that year one to year two leap. JT Tuimoloau took the leap, and now he's taking yet another leap. I think he became a bona fide superstar in this game. Uh, it's going to be hard to shut him down the rest of the year uh, if you're an offense. and. Man, he needs to be on the field as much as possible. I wrote about it in the first thoughts yeah. on LettermanRoad.com. These guys have to be on the field. Zach Harrison and JT Tuimoloau are on a different level than the other defensive ends. And that's not disparaging the other defensive ends at all. That's saying that talent is so good and they impact so many plays. Yeah, and, and talking about JT, I'm going to write about him, like I said, uh, just the play, the plays today. But mainly, <coughs> he made all of those happen, meaning 
with some type of really nice physical move, whether it was the whether it was the the uh, the, the, the the bull rush on the guy when he reached and stripped. Yeah, Sean Clifford, for example, the drop off in that zone, that little zone blitz thing they ran, where you know he could drop off the line as well as anybody looked like. But on top of that, he makes this diving interception. <laughs> I mean, off of that, I mean, right on down the line, the 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 playing soft on that little screen they were trying to run there at the end, and he boom, the ball comes right to him. He waltzes into the end zone. I mean, it's crazy how he put himself into position to make those plays and then made them. That's the key. Put himself in position and then followed through and executed. It's uh, we saw a five star really, as Ryan Day said, come of age today. We did it's see coming some, out party. We did see some concerns to him before we get out of here. We saw some concerns in the back end for Ohio State. J.K. Johnson didn't have his best day. They've got to be able to get that figured out, especially if Cameron Brown is, you know, still we're trying to figure out what's what's going on with him. You know what they got to get figured out? They got to get figured out a team third and long, just chunking it down the field and hoping that if the guy doesn't catch the ball, something's got to happen on that end and you're going to get a bogus uh, pass interference call. That's what college football has got to get figured out. And I'm not standing up necessarily defending J.K. Johnson on that play. But I thought that was borderline interference, number one, based on the way some things are called. And number two, the receiver never had a chance for that ball anyway. Yeah. I mean, and that kept the drive alive. They scored a touchdown. Exactly. That's that was the point. the fiasco drive with oh, two missed field goals. Them away right there, and then it didn't happen. Two missed field goals, uh, a fumble at the one, the touchdown. That's part of the craziness that we're not even going to get to oh, here. Yeah, no, there was too much to even. There were some issues, though, Tim. Parker Washington went off, and I said Ohio State was going to have to cover him well. And – they didn't, hey. and he had a great day. Uh, hats off to him because yeah. that was a great performance in a losing effort. Absolutely. Um, you know, but the Ohio State defense stood tall when it needed to. The fourth quarter, I thought it played a lot better until that final drive where Penn State was in kind of desperation mode and Ohio State had already locked up the game. The celebration was started on the Ohio State sideline. Yeah, but man, I've never, well, I guess I have. I've never seen a prevent defense like that. That was crazy. They gave him. 40 yards in the middle of the – I mean, not that they were going to come back and win, but you never know, man. As we it saw, was, this fourth quarter was as crazy as it gets. Yeah. Ohio State is barely winning, and then it's winning big, and then it gives up a crazy little touchdown drive. I mean – It was a 20-point game, yeah. and the celebration was already started on the Ohio State sideline. I yeah. can say that with confidence because I watched it and I in real time. And I think the lower just ran out of gas. I hope. We Go hope. Uh, offense sporadic. Got the job done at the end. Very clutch performance from C.J. Stroud. Oh. Marvin Harrison, Jr. Travion Henderson who was clutch, and that offensive line who got something figured out at the very end, Kate Stover, a clutch performance from the offensive line, from the offense and the offensive line. The defense came up strong when it needed to, stood tall in the first quarter as Ohio State was kind of feeling Penn State on the other side of the ball. Yep. The Ohio State defense was taking care of business, holding Penn State to, you know, punts, field goals, uh, things of that sort, turnovers from JT to him. Well, inflicting themselves a little bit too with one, I mean, you know, just all kinds of little penalties and Weird things happened in this game that always do when you come over here. Something you can count on something strange happening. The strange did happen to him. This was a one of the more wild games I've covered. I've only been doing this for four years now, but this is one of the more bizarre games I'm going to have to write about. And I'm very excited to do it alongside you, Tim. I'd uh, just skip to the end, and uh, you know, this is what happened in the fourth quarter. You make you make the road trips fun, Tim. I'm glad to, to be by your side in this thing. Uh, the 40-year vet, Tim May. I'm Spencer Holbrook. A wild, crazy, bananas, 60 minutes in Happy Valley are complete. Ohio State waltzes out of this, this stadium with a 44-31 win. We will have full coverage of it at lettermanroad.com. 
all week leading up to Saturday's clash with Northwestern in Evanston. We'll both be there. And we're right now, we're in Happy Valley. Ohio State 44, Penn State 31. Full coverage at LettermanRoad.com. That's Tim May. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching the latest Rapid Reaction presented by Byers Auto. We'll see you guys back in Columbus for the Monday after on Monday.